1: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: I don't know about anybody else, but it's very, very boring when the Stags don't have a game on a Saturday afternoon. Hartlepool United being in the fourth rounds of the FA Cup meant that the Stags had no game on Saturday afternoon and that they've got to go up there on a Tuesday night later later on this season. Yeah, thanks for that. But it also meant that they could get rest in the legs and get the new boys involved in training. Yes, the last time since you were with us on the podcast, we've had a transfer deadline day, which got us off of our seats and shouting with excitement. Matty Langstaff. On loan from Newcastle United, and Jamie Murphy in two from the SPL, linking up with Nigel Cook for a third time. It's set for an exciting end of the season, but can the Stags get back to winning waves after drawing with their bogey team Harrogate Town last Tuesday night? This coming Tuesday, it's Colchester at One Call Stadium. Can they continue their unbeaten run? Unbeaten in nine Skybet League Two games. Tonight, this is the place for you to have your say on your team as we talk transfer deadline day, reflect on the goalless draw at Harrogate and much, much more in between on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. wherever you are, whatever time you're listening to this, this is the Mansfield Matters podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. It seems like an absolute age since we were last on, of course, reflecting on all things Mansfield Town. A nil-nil draw at Harrogate in midweek, no game on Saturday, and a transfer deadline day to keep us on our toes. There's a lot to talk about over the next 45 minutes or so, and joining me to talk all things Mansfield Town, we've got the usual suspects, or as Clive has called them, The Wrinklies tonight, no Nathan Edge, he's on dad duty, no Cam Felton because it's Sunday and he can't be bothered. So I'm joined by the the best two, because they're the only ones that turned up, Mr. Alan Wilson and Mr. Clive Parkin. Evening, accident pronoun. Good evening,
3: Craig, and good evening, everybody, all the listeners.
2: And good evening to the Edwin, so Stag, aka Deliveroo, Mr. Clive Parkin.
3: It's my pleasure to be here.
1: Oh,
2: sorry, should that be Deliver Brew? Is that more of a better gag? Too clever, that it is too clever. Especially just for
1: those who didn't understand that I was <laughs> delivering Mansfield Matters mugs to prize winners.
2: Yes. Apologies um, that they've taken about 40 years to get out here. Basically um, we were waiting for some new packaging uh, to arrive. It arrived and it was the wrong packaging so I had to send it back and get some more packaging that I had a new job to contend with and then there were lots of games and I just sort of got so clive helped me out and was deliver a brew and dropped lots of mugs off around mansfield so hopefully everybody that has ordered that won a mug in the 12 mugs of mugmas should have their mug banner if you've not just get in touch via social media and i'll make sure that you get sorted out and i'm just so sorry right let's move swiftly on uh no nathan no cam tonight so it's it's you two as always to, to keep us entertained or as i like to say You two to give us words of wisdom. And there's no better place to start. Get your comments coming in on this as well if you're watching the live feed. No better place to start, Alan, than Transfer Deadline Day, where you were up with a coffee, with a bourbon, glued to the action like you were a mad
3: 14-year-old. Yes, I was amazed, Craig. And Amazed to get those two over the line. I think it's just uh, it's just unbelievable what he's done, what David Sharp's done, what Nigel the Radfords, everybody concerned. And I just cannot wait to see him play. And I think they will both play Tuesday night. Clive,
2: what were your thoughts, Alex? I know you sort of uh, you, you sort of waited up as, as long as you could. And oh, sort of...
1: I, I stayed awake as long as I could, but I'm a poor old bugger, and I can't stay awake all night. I, I caught one and missed the other. And I woke up in the morning. I thought they've got this wrong. That's not the that's not the one we signed. But of course, they signed two.
2: Yes, uh, Jamie Murphy and um, Jamie Murphy was one of them. Uh, Matty Longstaff was was the other. Uh, Danny, I've just noticed your comment. Uh, drop me a DM uh, with your address now. Make sure that you get it this week. Apologies uh, once again. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, Matty Longstaff uh, and Jamie Murphy are the two that were brought in. Matty Longstaff Allen was a very last-minute one, and uh, very much down to the contacts of David
3: Sharp. Yeah, I do believe from what I could gather, it was go or it was likely to go elsewhere. Then that fell through, and it was like a, really just a phone call to David Sharp. I think through his contact at Newcastle, you know, saying that we've got this player. Basically, reading between the lines, we've got this player that needs game time. Decent player. We want him having game time, you know, because people have heard of him before. Any chance? And obviously, things transpired from there. And uh, thank you very much, Newcastle.
2: Yeah, thank you very much, Newcastle, so long as he hits the ground running. Uh, The other one, Clive, uh, no surprise, really, in the fact that Nigel Clough has linked up with a player that he's worked with twice before. You'd never have thought he'd do that, would you?
1: That's (laughs) not his way, is it? It's not his way. That's come out of the blue. It's a rich vein at the moment, keep it coming
2: Yeah, absolutely Let's delve into uh, some of the comments uh, Can I just ask, is
1: there a goalkeeper At Burton Albion we should be looking to sign In the summer?
2: It went to Fleetwood (laughs) Ah. The ex-Man United lad uh, Oh God, what's his name? Oh, Kieran O'Hara, I think. Yeah, it's honestly, I think it's O'Hara, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Uh, right, let's uh, delve into some of the uh, the, the guy uh, the the comments. Darren's kicks <laughs> off. Hi guys, bored this weekend. Um, Roger says boring weekend, yes, but something to look forward to um, against Colchester on Tuesday. Chris says there there will be teams in the Championship looking at our transfer window in awe. Um, Darren adds Tuesdays aren't half. Uh, Tuesdays aren't a half-arsed attempt at Saturdays, ha-ha, unfortunately. Uh, Stags chat, uh, two great signings on deadline day. Must show appreciation to David <clears throat> Sharp for them. Uh, Jim says, people talk of Bowery's miss uh, against Harrogate, referring to, but he's been fantastic so far for the last 10 games or so and shouldn't be judged over such a, uh, and should be judged over such a time frame rather than one more. Um, Chris says thanks uh, for my delivery Clive, uh, Danny as he says uh, hasn't got his yet, make sure you drop me a DM with your address and I'll get that sorted for you ASAP um, Pedro says uh, bubble wrap is a minefield, you absolutely love it uh, Roger says some amazing signings uh, tremendous uh, additions and uh, Richard says who do you drop currently, not Barry or Oates that's for sure uh, you were both sort of saying you know that they'll probably both be in on Tuesday night but like you say, who do you drop? I mean, prior to the Harrogate game, Alan, I would yeah. have said it would have been difficult to drop anybody. But there were a sort of a few leggy performances against Harrogate, which perhaps have opened the door for, for one or two of those players uh, to come in.
3: Yeah, I would, I would uh, say so after what Nigel had said in his interview afterwards, after the game. But also, he sees what we don't in training. And people, you know, they m- might just have a little lapse in training, you know, not quite as fit as they thought they were, you know, just need time to rest, whatever. But I'm sure he will pick the right team on Tuesday, you know, after seeing the training sessions from Monday, you know, as uh, they should be.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, definitely uh, something which uh, which I'm sure he'll be keeping his eye on. And another thing that he would have kept his eye on, uh, Clive, is uh, that of Farron Rawson, who... You know, it, it, it could have come in and just sort of slotted back in, playing defensively well on the training ground and getting himself back in there. But he thought, nah, sod it. I'm going to just, uh, I'm just going to plonk some volleys into the top bins and audition to play up top. There's yeah, flexibility yeah. and then there's Farron Rawson. <laughs> he looked very impressive. I thought he was it auditioning
1: is? for a striker's role. The Maybe truth is, it. on the few occasions he's been in a position to, to score a goal since he's been with us, he's muffed it. So it's not his strength, is it, really?
2: No, it's not. And anyone can score in training. I mean, I used to bang him in quite regularly at five a side, but I never got signed. So it's all good fun. Uh, Roger says, the Harrogate game uh, amazed at how no goals were scored. Some amazing misses. I blame it on the wind. Now, I have to say this, it was an absolutely atrocious conditions again. Very similar to the game um, on Saturday against uh, Leighton Orient, where the winds did sort of spoil it. For me, the Harrogate game was worse. You could sort of see the ball hanging up in the air and then just blowing straight back in your face it was uh, absolutely horrible at times and i felt we dealt with it quite well but on the flip side of that Clive, and, and i don't know you watched it uh, watched it in full online i was quite impressed with how well harrogate pressed us and to be fair our midfields usually our strongest point of the game but until kieran Wallace came off the bench we couldn't get hold of the second ball at all
1: no harrogate's got um, they've got a good idea how to play against us and they pressed hard and pressed high And it nullified much of the free play that we would have expected from our midfield. Um, And it's easy to criticise a midfield. They didn't play as well. But I think they were played as well as they were allowed to do. And Harrogate got one one or two really sharp players. I mean, Diamond springs to mind as being a a dangerous player. Mm. Um, And they could have snatched that game. I mean, they they had their chances. As indeed, we had a few as well. But the the winner was the wind. and I think it was worse, probably, because the ground is got no high stands around it, They're all low-level stands, so the wind had much much easier time of it. And uh, they they lost more footballs over their, their, go, their stands than we did the other day, so um, somebody over there is catching balls and making a fortune.
2: Yeah, that's very true. Not that but it's a horrible little ground out, yeah. in many ways, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So,
1: I mean, you were pinched in a little row of seats as well, you couldn't move, and yeah, I think they've got a lot of work to do there if they're going to uh, match up to their
2: ambitions. Yeah, and you could so you sort of saw it on the attendance. I think it was, let me just have a look at the... Uh, well, it was 1,800 and we would have been 1, 600. Yeah. yeah, 1,800, 570 from Mansfield. And they, they were saying well, was, that it was pretty much full. But it there there was, was more
1: than 570 because those, players, those fans who couldn't buy them on the uh, field nil supply line... Mm. We're buying them f- directly from Harrogate and there were quite a few Stags fans in their stand. So yeah. if you just round it up to 600, take that off 1,800, 1,200 fans is
2: appalling. It is. And I, I, that's, you know, one thing for me. I mean, they've got a good nucleus of a, of a squad there at Harrogate, a couple of good tidy players. They've got the lad on loan, um, Callum Cavender, um, from Middlesbrough, who's a very good player, forced Nathan Bishop into a big save. And that's one of the two key things that I wanted to talk about tonight, Alan. The, uh, and it's... The things which are underrated a little bit, and the first thing is Nathan Bishop, because for the first
3: time this season, consecutive clean sheets. Yeah, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Obviously, to the score, it's like Nigel said before, like we've said, and many other people have said, if you don't let a goal in, you're not going to lose the game. And that's just simple strategy but nathan bishop when he was called upon i thought he was excellent but i don't know how that last one in the last few minutes was kept out when it bobbled and then it hit the bar and i don't know whether bishop actually got anything on that or whether it was just you know for i suspect
1: I it was cling on. film across the goal but I suspect there was cling
2: film across the the, the goal. <laughs> maybe the wind was that strong, it just blew it back out of the net. So maybe. Well, we, we had a bit of luck, I
1: think, and then just put it down to that. We've had a couple of bits of luck this last couple of weeks, a couple of games, and I think we overdo a bit of the rub of the green. We got it with the hand of God at Bowery. Um, and I think uh, on another day, that would have gone in off someone's arse, wouldn't it? And it didn't. Yeah.
2: Go in. Yeah, I honestly think you know. I mean, you've all been to a car wash and been through the drive-through ones. It was like at times driving through a car wash, and you know when you see the water running down your windscreen, and you get to the air vents, and you have to, and it pulls you through the air to dry your to dry your windscreen. It was like playing football through that. It was like trying to run through that at times, and. <laughs> It wasn't a nice experience to watch, but uh, one another thing which, which pleased me, which has just sort of sprung to my mind, and I know Nigel Clough's not a massive fan of this Clive, but I have to say, sometimes you have to play the conditions and not try and be pretty and, and play the game. You've got to play the conditions, and that was Elliot Hewitt's long throw. Elliot, had a good Elliot Hewitt had a really good game. I thought um,
1: he, he's a man for difficult circumstances at times, and he certainly his overall play has improved. Week on week, uh, for, for a long time now, but yes, he has got a long throw. And if you've got a bit of wind as well,
2: whoever
1: uh, this is, if you've got a bit of wind as well, then you, you can it can be a devastating
2: tactic, yeah, absolutely. Let's go to back some <laughs> take my, my uh, teeth out, put them back in. I'm not feeling it today, I'm struggling. Uh, the uh, the Mansfield on YouTube says, uh, the stags are going up. Watch out for a brand new vlog coming soon, yeah, we'll keep an eye out. Uh, for that, Paul says uh, there has been no uh, Stags this weekend. Would have thought Alan would have been watching the curling in the Winter Olympics. Should you like a bit of curling, Al? Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> funnily enough, I've I've caught a little bit of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you're doing
3: well. You go. have got semi-final. There you go. For me, maybe- Alan. Both you and I have got
1: nothing left to curl, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think You should should have this this, uh, conversation off of live broadcasting. Uh, Roger says, the Harrogate game amazed uh, how no goals were scored. Some amazing misses. I blame it on the wind. Uh, Richard says, I can't see DJ getting on the bench if everyone is fit. Our bench is so strong. Richard says, Harrogate played around our diamond formation. I thought we'd have learned from the home game. Uh, Darren adds, "Uh, really expecting big... Big things, excuse me, from our new signings. Tired midfield lately. Hope Longstaff will be the player we all we are all hoping he will be. I think Murphy could be a shrewd incoming as well. And Paul says we have the best strike force in League Two and must have the best subs bench in the league as well. And this was the second point that I was going to come on to, Alan, because cash your mind back to, to Boxing Day, Harry uh, no, Hartley, Paul at home. Sorry. Um, We were struggling to name a bench because of COVID. But even with injuries and stuff like that, we were struggling to name a bench. And it will get into 65, 70 minutes. And we're sort of thinking, right, we need to bring on some fresh legs, but who do we bring on? There wasn't anybody. But it got to that against Harrogate, where we're really struggling. And all of a sudden, we've got a phenomenal amount of players to to bring on. The bench on, on Tuesday night at Harrogate, Danny Johnson, James Perch, Marek Steck, the goalkeeper, Jason Law, Lucas Aikens, Kieran Wallace, Ryan Burke. That was obviously not including the two new signings as well who were ineligible to play on Tuesday because they'd signed after the the deadline for the game. Um, But you look at that bench and you just look at how strong it is in terms of the number of positions it can cover and things like that. And it did change the game because Wallace comes on and like we sort of mentioned or alluded to earlier on, got stuck in and, and finally won some second balls and allowed the
3: midfield to, to get hold of the game and play our game? Well, I think uh, I think the words we can say, we've got an embarrassment of riches now. I think that's a good uh, uh, way to describe it because it will be interesting now, you know, who he does put on the bench. And, you know, when you look on the bench now, you think, it. well, it's so strong. Whoever comes on there should be able to change the game, you know, and have an immediate impact, I would have thought.
2: Mm, be an interesting one, Clive, to see what he does because he can. He, he's got the capabilities to to ring the changes on Tuesday night, and the temptation would be to throw both new signings in, of course. But we're still unbeaten in nine games, two consecutive clean sheets. You've got Faz back from suspension as well. Let's not forget, and it'll be interesting to see whether he he, he shuffles it up or or just carries on and. and allows the, the people waiting in the wings to sort of wait for a mistake or wait for a suspension, of course. You know, Ollie Hawkins one bucking away, McLaughlin can't be far away, O'Toole can't be far away. There's a number in there that are skating on thin ice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it must be torn because on the one hand, you want to play your new exciting acquisitions. And on the other hand, you've, you don't want to rock the ship too much because the team has been playing well. And there are very few players you could criticise in recent weeks for their performance so you, i think sometimes you've just got to stick with the ones that are doing a good job and be a little bit more loyal to them perhaps but it's nice to have it's nice to have a problem like that and of course what we've got is in this as a result of what transfer day deadlines brought us is a player with premiership um experience which you, you know nobody else in our side currently is carrying that well and, well, well quinn uh, quinn played in the premiership
2: Perch played in the prem, yeah,
1: before the wall, though, wasn't it? And uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so, and the other, players,
2: the other players that have
1: been acquired are adding to our versatility. We've got a whole group of players that can play just about anywhere now,
0: so yeah, that, it's a that, really
1: that... lovely th- situation to be in. Mm. And I would guess what he'll be doing with him and his coaching team is just looking who's performing best in structured training and who's got the most energy and who th- he thinks can add another one or two percent to team performance
2: yeah it's uh, it's uh, certainly an interesting one to, to have Stags chats just posted a question just the thought is Steck still on the transfer list funny one with Steck not quite sure because I know he was at the start of the uh, the season obviously now George Shelby's gone back Clough mentioned his attitude a couple of weeks ago Marek Steck and said it's been superb he's now the second choice keeper um, should anything happen to, to Nathan Bishop whether or not he's on the transfer list or not not sure the only place he could go would be to, to go out on loan to a non-league side like um you know like Jason Law and Ryan Burke will and probably uh, James Gale will do in the coming weeks but he's not going to do that because Clough wants three goalkeepers and you know we, we haven't we take him out of the occasion Um, you've you, you haven't got that. And especially with his experience as well, you don't want to just jump from Bishop to one of the young keepers. That's no disrespect to them um, either. Um, I think it would just be about his contract next year because I'm looking now at um, the squad list. I've got a bit of a squad list uh, here in front of me. Um, and I'm just sort of looking at who's in contract for next season. Now, this is, as I understand it, this, you know, this might not be factually correct. They might, I might have got some wrong, might have some missing, but, uh, but as I understand it at the moment, those who are out of contract in the summer are Stephen McLaughlin, Farron Rawson, Ollie Clark, Jordan Bowery, George Maris, James Perch, um, Marek Steck, Jason Law. Um, who else have we got? Uh, and that's it for who we've got um, uh, at the minute. And then obviously got the loans to, uh, to go back. So there's a nucleus that are out of contract in the summer. But I think one thing we need to focus on now, Alan, is not thinking about that. Yeah, we need to just sort of get ourselves a couple of months down the line. When it gets to sort of
3: mid-March, that's when we can start having a look, maybe even early April. Well, I think it all depends where you are in the league and how you, whether you're progressing, whether you've stayed same or whether you've dropped slightly. I think that will deter what Nigel Clough will do and who he will offer contracts to. But uh, as regards the new players... What about if they start? There's nothing to stop them coming off after 60 minutes and bringing the lads on that's done it all season, you know, for the last 30, you know, because they will have recharged the batteries and obviously they know exactly what they're doing. And they've not been
2: brought in. It's easy to sort of highlight this, Clive, actually. They've not been brought in to replace anybody. They've been brought in to bolster what we've already got.
1: Yeah, It's, it's been judiciously trimming the squad alongside reinforcing each position and and it sounds disrespectful to take somebody with premiership uh, experience as cover, but of course that's part of everybody's game. is covering for other people. Um, whether he gets slotted straight in or whether he has to work his way past somebody remains to be seen. I'm talking about long shaft here, but although it's long staff before you tell me off. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him, but I just have, what was it, that bloody player we had from Nottingham Forest on loan who was a one-trick pony?
2: Uh, Mr. Flash Jorge Grant, George Grant.
1: Yeah, now, he left a bit of taste in my mouth, and I'm just yeah, wondering just whether uh, him. there's a risk that Mr. Longshanks will be a bit of a, a grant. We'll see, won't we? I don't think but, he will I think he's got more about him
2: but it's an interesting comment actually from Roger Allen who says I hope supporters give the new lads time if things don't go how he wants them to hopefully they will slot into place nicely because it's also easy to remember you know we brought in like Clive alluded to then in the Flickcroft days a, a relatively good player in George Grant who had a great reputation hit the ground running in his first game but after that absolutely died on his on his backside words, sure that that's why they wouldn't
3: put the effort in Yes, I I agree. And uh, it's like uh, Roger says, if they don't give him time. But, I mean, we've still got 19 games left, irrespective of whether they play 10 games out of those 19 or play all 19. He's got the squad, and I'm sure, you know, with his experience and, and now, because he's done it before with Burton, he'll know how to, you know, slot them in as and when needed.
2: Yeah, I think that's the, the important thing as well. It, it's going to all be about rotation, all going to be about trying to find some form of, of of gelling. And it would have been very easy, actually, for Nigel Clough, Clive, to take the players away and give them a prolonged bit of time off after the Harrogate game. But they were back in training. Um, the new lads were mixing in well. And from the video footage which we've seen, um, which I'm very grateful for the club pulling out, to be fair, they seem to have slotted straight in. Smiles on their faces, enjoying life, have come into a, a happy dressing room. I think it's a lot easier to do that um, when it's a much happier happier dressing room and a much uh, a nice little uh, atmosphere, rather than one which is tense and walking on eggshells and everybody sort of hating each other.
1: I think it helps having a week off as well because the training regime would have been somewhat more relaxed than you would have to do if you were doing Tuesday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You've got very little time. You've got building rest time anyway. Very little time to develop people um, in units, and I think I don't think it was a mistake that had a bit of a lark. Because that's really good for morale, and players love to do it.
2: And
1: it's, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that this week's been a rather more relaxed week at training ground than it might ordinarily have been.
2: Yes, uh, it's certainly. I think it probably played into our hands a little bit more Alan, not having the game on the Saturday. I know we're going to have to, um, you know, play them at some point. We've got a very very busy month in
3: uh, in March, <laughs> but that actually bodes well when you're on a bit of a, a good run of form. It does. And playing devil's advocate, just for a couple of seconds, just to say Nigel picks the same team on Tuesday night, you know, as what he has done where he possibly can for the last so many matches, it's up to them to keep the shirt and keep Longstaff and uh, Murphy on the bench, you know, and ready for to go when needed. But, you know, it's all in their hand, isn't it? You know, and that's the nice thing that Nigel's got. It doesn't have to change it, but if he needs to... The people are there that he can.
2: Darren says Longstaff seems very grounded in his interviews. That's what's impressed me. All smiles on the training ground too. How good uh, Rawson? Uh, how good were mm. F- Rawson's efforts on goal up front? Get him up front, yeah. Well, we'll have to uh, wait and see. Uh, the other thing is as well, Clive. You know, we're talking about these these players that we brought in, we'll touch upon those that have gone out in a second as well. But um, like we said earlier, it's all about you know bolstering the squad and giving us the options because we have got a number of players that are that are skating on thin ice now in terms of suspensions. We can always have injuries um, as well. And we need to make sure that we're covered for those eventualities. Because if you'd have... The prime example is earlier in the season when Stephen Quinn got a six-game ban um, and we really, really struggled without him. If you take Stephen Quinn out of the equation now, the uh, the occasion, whatever it is now, out of the... Equation, yeah, go on. I've I've lost my head. I'm not feeling great today. Um, If you take him out now... Um, we've got enough reinforcements in there that can come in, and we've got enough, enough, not necessarily, not necessarily, positionally. That I'm thinking of. I'm thinking about more about leadership and experience, and that's going to be the difference between not being unbeaten and and then you know being on a poor run which we which we're on. And you look at the amount of players that we've got currently on on four bookings, awaiting suspension: Maris, O'Toole, McLaughlin, Hawkins. A yellow card in the next game puts them out for, for one, in some people's case, two games.
1: I don't think we need to be too worried about losing any of those players for one or two games because, as you've just said, we've now got cover and good cover as well, which is completely different to what it was earlier in the season when every every bit of brown stuff hit the fan. And I think uh, we shouldn't be unduly worried about someone being competitive and, and running the risk of picking up a, a yellow card because that's that happens in football. And you want your players to be aggressive anyway. And you need to budget for them not being available every game. So I'm not too worried about that. We've got cover. I mean, we've, we've not got the depth of injuries we had earlier in the season. Uh, apart from uh, uh, Lapsley, who's probably going to get back um, sometime towards the end of March, I would have thought and uh, who's the last one who's the who's the full Gordon, Gordon I'm not sure we'll see much of him now before the end of the season but we're well equipped and you're right to say we've got a load of games coming at us because we've you know all teams are on catch-up no not least of which the stags in our case we've got a, an abundance of away fixtures because of the way that the cancellations tended to affect fixtures mm. everywhere um but I don't think are ever frightened of playing away from home at the moment I think they there's a degree of comfort playing away from home.
2: As long so, as we don't wear the blue shirt, we're all right.
1: Well, aye, but you know, it's uh, it's on its last season, isn't it, the blue shirt?
2: It is. I can't wait to get rid of that one, to be honest. Uh, let's talk uh, departures, Alan. Let's let's judge the transfer window as a whole because as impressed as we've been with those players coming in, John Joe O'Toole getting his extended contract um, Kieran Wallace from Burton Albion Lucas Aikens from Burton Albion as well and then the two on deadline day Matty Longstaff and Jamie Murphy great to see them come in uh, as well Longstaff on loan from Newcastle Murphy on loan from uh, Hibernian and uh, that young fellow called Perch
1: don't forget about him
2: he wasn't a signing though he was back from injury but uh, it's yeah the I, same I, impact. it's the same impact I'll, I'll, I'll go along with that one I will go along with that one let's look at departures Harry Charlesley sold to Port Vale makes perfect sense um Not going to fit anywhere and actually that's opened the window for for Longstaff coming in because without Charlie going out, Longstaff wouldn't have come in. George Selvey, for me, a little bit of a blow in terms of uh, him being recalled by Nottingham Forest because... It's left us a little bit short in the goalkeeper department, but touch wood, fingers crossed, lucky horseshoes and all that uh, will will be all right because Bishop has been absolutely phenomenal for us as well. And I think, still think as much as people will remember his errors from last season, Steck is a very, very, very good backup with championship experience. Um, will Forrester, of course, gone back to Stoke City uh, after his loan, obviously played with injuries and whatever, and uh, he's, uh, that, that's not going to happen now, obviously. Corey O'Keefe sold to Rochdale. That's, we, we've covered that. Mene, Mene S.A. sold to Warsaw. Jamie Reid sold to Stevenage back in August. Um, we've also shipped out on loan Tyrese Sinclair, Keaton Ward, James Clark, Jimmy Knowles, who obviously got injured out at, at Morton. Owen Mason, the young goalkeeper, I believe, was at Guiseley. George Cooper, young centre-half at Kettering, Kettering Town. And then the other sort of interesting one we are going to look to get get rid of I say get rid of get out on loan um, Jason Law, James Gale and um, Ryan Burke who will probably drop down to well they'll have to drop down to a a conference club or or below in the coming weeks so it would be interesting to see where they go I think uh, the last I heard we heard from Nigel Clough there was interest in Law before deadline day but whether or not that was uh, a league club and that's now dead in the water. We're not sure. I'll try and get an update with him um, on Tuesday night. Um, still leaves us in a very, very good position with what we've got. But aside from that, on paper, for me, this has got to have been one of the, if not the best transfer window we've had in terms of those who we've brought in being better, for want of a better phrase, than those we've got out We've We've added quality and tr- and also at the same time, Alan, trimmed down the numbers.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that. I can't, you know, I can't disagree with anything that's been said. It's had a very, very good, uh, you know, time in the uh, all the discussions that he's had my only concern well it's not much of a concern but it's a slight concern that there's a lot of the young academy players and I can understand why he's done it because they haven't played so it's fair comment to get them out on loan but you know it's like experienced players coming in or players that you know obviously with more talent premiership whatever but it just seems to be that we haven't seen got we haven't got many youngsters coming through, you know, who we've had in the team before, but you can understand why it's happened to get them, you know, and if they do play well, such as you, James Clark, Owen Mason, they're playing well, Keats is playing well, apparently, it might bode well, you know, for the end of the season.
2: The one which is really catching my eye at the minute is uh, Owen Mason, who seems to be doing really, really well yeah. uh, in his loan spell at the minute. A couple of clean sheets as well, getting some really uh, rave reviews. And of course, James Clark, who we we know all about. I think the big problem there was, Clive, some of the young players have had opportunities, but haven't really hit the ground running when we needed them to, when they had their, their opportunity. And and, and hence, why they've, uh, why they've gone out. I'm talking particularly uh, about Tyrese Sinclair, who has yeah. been... For me, I like the lad. He's a really good lad off the pitch, but he's just not hit where we wanted him to be. We, we've spun, we've we've rolled the dice, wanted a six and got a one.
1: Yeah, and he's not pulling any trees up on loan to Scunthorpe either. He got pulled off on uh, at six after sixty minutes or fifty odd minutes uh, at the weekend. Um, I hope he does well. I Hope he develops. Um, I don't see him being in in the long term plans at, at the Wonk going forward. But the big problem we've got. And it's not just our club that suffers it but it's it is affecting everything we've been discussing so far is the lack of a reserve league yeah, there needs to be a competition and i mean competition not just occasional games that you can therefore develop players in a competitive arena at the moment we develop players in in the academy we develop them on the training ground but then they sit around and don't do anything primarily because either they're not quite ready or the club wasn't, isn't in a position to take a risk with them. And that's what was happening earlier in the season. We are under so much pressure because we weren't getting points that Brian Clough was... Brian. I knew you'd do
2: that. I knew you'd do that.
1: Yeah. Cyril Clough couldn't uh, couldn't take the risk on bringing some of these uh, more exciting, perhaps, raw players in at a time when the pressure was so intense. So you can see why these things happen, but I'd love there to be a reserve league um, there used to be in the olden days, and and there isn't anything like it now. Whether that's a reserve or an under 23s league, which is one and the same thing at this level, I don't know. Maybe yeah, we well, I mean, I enter mean, the, or enter Mansfield Town uh, reserves in the uh, Central Alliance or some some such league where they can play competitively.
2: There did used to be that uh, many a uh, many a time ago. I mean, we did we have entered thanks to to Richard Cooper the uh, under 23s Premier League Cup, but the games, like you say, Clive, are so. Few and far between. It's hardly there. But the other problem you've got, Alan, is at this point of the season, especially next month, where we are playing Saturday, Tuesday, all month. You can't actually risk those players um, going out, going out to, to get the game time, can you? You can't really, you can't really justify it. Sometimes, especially
3: when you've got a, a ridiculously long uh, away game. Now, and I would I would just err on the side of caution. I know Kieran Wallace can play down the left, left side, can't he? But I was looking, mm-hmm. like uh, Craig said and, and yourself on the comments, that Macca's on four, isn't he? Four bookings. Yeah. Now, if Macca goes, you know, I know we've got there's uh, Burke mm-hmm. who can play there. There's Law. But if they both go out, is the only uh, Kieran Wallace who can play that position? if macca should go on to five bookings well akins can play anywhere that you want him to
2: um yeah. but, but Bowery. That, put Bowery
1: there he can play uh, anywhere. yeah bari can play there <laughs> he can would, play yeah. anywhere
2: Faz can play up front hawkins can play in goal you know we'll, we'll be all right well you, do, you just think reece is there cuz they'll just go me me mew and just run down <laughs> the left hand side all night um just looking i'm just i just found a website i don't know how accurate it is uh in terms of the 23 games Mansfield's next game, um, we're lo- looking at this, uh, it says the 14th of Feb that we've got Leeds United under-23s uh, and then on the 23rd, we've got Wigan under-23s. Both home fixtures, where they'll be played, I'm not sure. But, Alfredton. Uh, yeah, they probably will be both played at Alfredton, to be fair, but uh, you'd hope um, that the, the players would, would get a bit of a run-out. It uh, well, was, the Wigan their... game was due to
1: be played at Alfredton a couple of weeks
2: ago, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: And it was cancelled.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, I was to... going to go
1: to that game. I thought I was looking forward yeah. to a, a trip out. I think they do, I'd a good, do... They do yeah. good chips at Alfreton as well.
2: Yeah, it's not a far joint either, is it? But uh, yeah, I definitely agree. There definitely needs to be something a little bit more in there in terms of um, you know in terms of fixtures and keeping these players fit. But it's a definite, um, a definite uh, quandary to, to to ponder over. Let's uh, go back to. Um, uh, more, some more of your comments Roger says it used to be the combination league years ago Richard says could Owen Mason be mm-hmm. the next next season's number one probably not next season but I certainly think he'll be uh, in contention maybe for the second choice it will all depend on where we where we are actually in terms of league status because if we're in league two there's not a chance that United are going to let Bishop come for another year um, and with Stack out of contract, he'll probably be let go anyway, but uh, we'll worry about that at the end of the season. Um, Solomon says, uh, What's your team for Tuesday? I reckon Matty and Jamie must start, so we'll come to that in a second as well. Uh, Darren says, they're, they're big, they four big yellow cards to come is a shame, but it's got to be said, we've got good cover now, um, so uh, there's no worries as I can see. Let's go to um, uh, the question from Solomon. What's your team for Tuesday? I reckon Matty and Jamie. Must start. Um, Let's have a little look at uh, the the 18. Let's not just go for the team, let's go for the full um, 18. Um, For me, I would be making a couple of changes. I'll come to mine in a second, but it'd be interesting to see um, what yours is, Mr. Wilson.
3: Yeah, well, I would start. The only reason I could say it, I would start both of them and I would leave it up to Nigel, who performed in training or probably (coughs) who had lost the edge. But I would start with personally. I would start with them both, and whoever you know, whether it was Stirk and Clark who dropped out. Clark Clark was took off on uh, Tuesday night. It whether He was slightly injured, or you know, it, it, it just run out of steam. But mm. if they've run out of steam, let them have a minute, and let these other two show the worth. And then, like I said, it's either up for them to to keep the shirt, depending on the results, or. Your Clark and your Maris or your Stirk or whoever it may be who comes off the bench, you know, it's gonna, it's just gonna be so good because they'll be fighting for the place. But I would start both, but I would check in training who just lost the edge and take it from there.
2: Clive, about you? Would you
3: play
1: Aikens in that idea then, Alan? Where would you play Akins? No, because no, he's not
3: fit yet. He's not fully fit.
1: Oh, well, you've just given me some inside information. I'm taking him off my prediction.
3: Oh, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> only listening to what Nigel said. Nigel said he would have started Tuesday night, but he's not fully fit. That's what he said. I'm looking at the team sheet
2: from Harrogate and I'm looking at the 18 and I'm thinking, we've got the two new lads to come in, but we've also got Faz, who's back from suspension. Now, I'm not saying that I would I would start the same 11 because I wouldn't but the 11 players that did start would be in my 18 yes. with, the, with the exception of possibly one and it's a loose possibly I'll come to that in a second oh. in terms of the other players that were on the bench the two changes that I'd make on the bench would be to introduce the new lads and that is um, I'd, I'd bring in uh, obviously Murphy and um, and Longstaff and Burke and Law would go out naturally because they're the two youngest more inexperienced players that's nothing against them I like Jason yeah. Law I think he's got a lot of potential for me but in just terms of the experience and and what we've got he just needs to go and get some game time and I think he will I think that move will be imminent for him the big question then is do you bring in Farron Rawson and my honest answer is no he's a good defender and I like Faz but he's been suspended for two games and we've kept two clean sheets and, and and for me, you can't change your back four, Clive. That's kept two clean sheets. Can you? So if you didn't have that view, who would you bring? Who would you take out to accommodate Faz? If I didn't have the view that we'd hmm. kept two clean sheets, yeah. The one per the one player who would drop out of my eighteen, and I feel bad saying this because he's a lovely bloke, and he is the captain. But it's Ollie Clark. I, I honestly. David does Clark doesn't isn't play that, in the centre of the defence, does he? No. I'm, well, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a light for light change. I'm saying it's a light because I said I wouldn't start. I wouldn't start the same eleven, but it, the eleven would be included in my eighteen. But if uh, I had to drop uh, somebody do you want out, to
1: persevere it, with Hawkins as a as a, a permanent defender. Then yes, but you you wouldn't take a the view that sooner or later we have to put him back where we recruited him to be in the first place.
2: Nah, nah. Okay. I think for for me, I, I think he's centre backs his his position. Um, I think primarily his position. We've got him up top if we we need to, but I, I, it would have been different. It would have been a different answer, I'll be honest, hand on heart, if we'd have not brought Murphy in on deadline day. But we have brought Murphy in. We've got Murphy. We've got Aikins. We've got Johnson. We've got Oates. We've got Bowery. We've got a good front five there, and I think Hawkins does a better job at the back than. Than what we can have, knowing that we can utilise him to go up front from set pieces and from long throws, because it, that's where is that where that's where he's effective. He can play with the ball on the deck, but again, this is what I love about this Mansfield Town side. We are so so. Thrilled. You keep
1: Haw- you keep Hawkins in the central defence then. Yeah, good because he's one of my goal scorers. That's
2: fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's not to say he's not going to go and bang one in because that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He goes up for set pieces. Yeah Yeah. For long throws he's a I, I think he's the most susceptible se-
1: the susceptible, the most susceptible i can't say it, i've got your problem <laughs> <laughs> The most likely my problems mate bloody hell the most likely victim of, of bringing new players in i think is clark because clark seems to be just slightly under fit mm. and marris because i think he's getting a bit knackered but he gets knocked about a lot but i like marris i would be he'd be one of the first names on my team sheet under normal circumstances And if Lapsley was fit, he wouldn't get in the side at the moment. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I I just think one of those two, and I don't know which one. Um, I wouldn't put them both in, to be honest. But there you go. What do I know?
2: Well, this is this is the big surprise, but it's a really good headache to have because when you know you've got a predictable eleven and bench, that's when you become. That's when teams work you out and you become stuck. But excuse me, the fact that we could name an eleven on Tuesday night, Alan, and it could play. Four or five different formations with pretty much the entire 11 playing in three or four different positions. And that is some window, That that's
3: some squad. It is. And I think it. Uh, fair play to Nigel as well. You know, I always said before he changes like positions or changes the way we play, depending on how they're going in the game. If he looks at their team before the game, which obviously will, though, and you know, find out who their players are, if they've got to really pace it forward. It might make his decision to put Rawson in the bank, put Hawkins up front because Hawkins does struggle slightly if you've got a pacey winger, you know, or when or forward turning him. He has had problems in that in the past, so I think it'll be up to Nigel to make the decision if they've got somebody pacey up forward or two pacey players that Hawkins might drop up front and put Faz in the back because he might be a bit quicker than Haw- uh, Hawkins. So Alan, you're, you're quicker than Hawkins. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sullivan says as good as he's been I've been having a real debate with regards to Hawkins I personally don't believe he has uh, performed well enough in recent weeks granted we've been winning etc however it's not just uh, me who believes he's got a big mistake in him every single game He's seemed extremely shaky and I love him so much but I want him up top yeah, it's a difficult one but for me it's been part of a back four which has been um, to, to get the bell ready has been solidified and has kept two clean clean sheets on the spin, and I think him and O'Toole have got a good partnership. And the fact that he can, we can play with a three, and he can go up for set piece. I just love it. It's just so so good. Not to to say you've got to play here, you've got to play here.
1: So what you're really saying, Craig, is he needs to get that yellow card so that then it's a decision that is forced on the manager. Yes, put somebody else in his place, and then see what
3: how that works. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go then. That's his the flip side of it, Craig. Oh, we'll right, i get booked. Sorry, if I can just interrupt. The flip no. side <laughs> is, if Hawkins plays centre-half and, you know, they go 1-0, 2-0 down, whatever, there's nothing to stop him swapping him, putting him up front and dropping uh, Rawson into the back. That's the good part of being on the bench. I think he'll definitely be on the bench in the squad, either or, yeah. you know, whether he plays or not.
2: Uh, Roger says, Rawson could come back in and Hawkins back up front with Oates. It wouldn't surprise me if Clough did this on Tuesday. I wouldn't bring the new strike. I'd bring the new striker on later on, would start with Longstaff. Well, we'll wait and see. And I'm sure it will make podcast predictions, which we'll come on to uh, in just a second. Very, very interesting uh, indeed. But first, let's look ahead to Tuesday night's game. Roger says, Colchester, a bogey team for the Stags. Uh, On a bit of a good run, but I still feel the Stags will win on Tuesday. Simon adds, although Colchester are fifth from bottom, they've been a much improved side just lately, unbeaten in four, and have had some decent results against good sides. It ain't going to be easy on Tuesday night. Yeah, what were you going to expect from Colchester on Tuesday? Because uh, like people say in the comments, a very, very good side, capable of beating anybody uh, on their day. Um, and of course, uh, we'll be uh, itching to pull away from uh, the drop zone. Although there's quite a bit of distance between uh, them uh, and uh,
3: Oldham in, in 23rd, but they'll want a com- more comfortable end to the season. Especially at home. I just, I don't see any fear at all, you know, in culture, whether it's culture, so whether it's Manchester City, to be fair, I just don't see any fear, especially at the one-course stadium. If we get out the traps quickly, like we, we have done in the past, I can, see, I can see a 3-1. Well, we'll come to predictions in just a second. They're on
2: the back of a 1-0 win uh, away at Leighton Orient on uh, on Saturday, uh, Clive. But the Stags, you know, nine unbeaten, looking to make it 10, looking to get three consecutive clean sheets. With the new signings in there as well, I'm sure One Core Stadium will be a difficult place for them, uh, for them to come. Even on a Tuesday night, I think there'll be a very good Mansfield following there, eager to see those new boys in action.
1: I would hope so. Um, You can't ask any more of the club now to to provide entertainment for the fans. We've got 10 games behind us where we've been playing particularly well. We've got uh, a record that's just been broken. The crowds have been naturally growing anyway. And we're playing on a Tuesday night, having had to wait a whole week from the last game. If we don't get decent support on Tuesday night and the weather's not looking too bad either, I'd be very, very disappointed. But uh, going back to Colchester, they are working hard and, and the, the recent results they've clawed out have been as a result of working hard as a team. But we, sh- we should take the game to them and shouldn't be frightened at all of
2: them. Roger says Colchester are a good strike in Sears, but still think the Stags will win and go on to 48 points. Well, let's get some predictions in. Then, of course, podcast predictions you can play along via the link in the description. And remember, if you uh, don't submit it via the link it will not count. And the uh, entries have to be submitted one hour and one minute before kickoff. Uh, right, let's have a little look at the podcast predictions table. In 10th place, we've got Ricky Edge. In 9th place, Alan Wilson on 18 points. Tied with Cam in 8th, uh, Roger king in seventh just ahead on 19 points then a huge jump up uh, from seventh to six steve Nading, the only person to actually score a point in last week's uh, round of predictions well Prediction done, steve. got a uh, oh, one yeah. point for that on 25 points uh, then uh, another steve in fifth known as just steve nick felton in fourth on 35 points then it's me in third on 35 clive just ahead in second on 36 and then nathan uh, Top of the tree on 41 points. We need to close down uh, Nathan at the top. Let's get some predictions in then. Obviously, Nathan and Cam can't be with us. Um, Cam has predicted a 4-0 win with goals from Matty Longstaff, Stephen Quinn, Reese Oates and Ollie Hawkins, whilst his daughter Evelyn, who can't talk yet, has still managed to uh, predict a 3-0 win. Don't worry, if she gets any points that are accumulated, we'll go... Not to Cam, um, she's predicted a three-zero win. Oates, Quinn, and McLaughlin. Um, next in the table um, is you, Alan. So I'll come to uh, I'll come to you.
3: What are you going to go for? I'm going to go three-one, and I'm going to go Mister Barry, Mister Oates, and also Mister McLaughlin. Okay, so
2: none of the new lads uh, yet. Then it comes to me in third. I am going to back us to get another clean sheet and I think we're going to win 2-0 and I think we're going to get goals from uh, Mr. Oates and Mr. Bowery. Clive, you're in second, so what are you going to go with?
1: Clean sheet, 3-0, Oates, Bowery, Hawkins.
2: Reese, Oates, Jordan Bowery and Ollie Hawkins. Uh, Nathan submitted his uh, uh, prediction earlier on. He also went for a 3-0 win with goals from Quinn, Aikens and Longstaff. In the comments, Chris has said 3-0, Longstaff a screamer on his debut. Darren says 2-0, uh, 2-0 easy first-half win with Quinn and Maris. Uh, and Roger says Oops, is definitely due a goal. Remember, if you want to play in the Podcast Predictions League, make sure you get it in via the link in the description. That's almost all we've got time for on uh, the, the conversational front, before we play the highlights from last Tuesday's night's game, and let you get back to your evenings. But before we do, the one thing I get asked. What? fact I'm going to ask you, what do you both think is the one question since doing commentary and doing the interviews, etc., which I'm getting asked every single day almost by fans on social media, Alan? What do you think that question is? What to Nigel? No, no. In, in general, what do you think the question I'm, I'm getting asked is? It's got something to do with All right. Oh, right. Um, um, how long I, have you got the job? No, not that one. Not that Not no. that one. Clive, any guesses?
1: I think the question would be, what makes you think you're a commentator?
2: That's harsh. It's very harsh. <laughs> you, you know it's I love you. Though. No, no, I don't know.
1: It's, it's you're just so annoyed
2: because you've lost a travel partner and an away game partner. Think, no, seriously,
1: it. the question would be... Um, why is it that people confuse uh, Nigel with Brian Clough?
2: That's your own question. No, the question is, it's always, it's not what's your favourite biscuit, Darren, but yeah. we'll come on to that in a second. <laughs> it's a very important question. The question is, can you ask Nigel this? Can you ask Nigel that? Well, I could, but you can. Thanks to... Uh... Yeah. And ah, no, Alan's got it now. He's yeah, got it. There you go. Go. and he's
3: dropped. Oh, there we what go. A
2: convoluted
1: Thanks. segue that one
2: oh, no, I know, I <laughs> know. Thanks to the Virtual Fans Forum in association with the Stag Supporters Association with Nigel Clough and David Sharp. The club are now inviting video questions from supporters to manager Nigel Clough and CEO David Sharp out of a virtual fans forum in conjunction with with the Stag Supports Association. The programme is due to be pre recorded in the week commencing the 14th of Feb, so you've got a couple of days still to get them in and will be shown in full on iFollow Stags as well as the club's official Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter platforms. And as always, We will be uh, giving our verdict to it as we did last year. Questions can be related to any topic and asked via video. Video should be recorded in landscape on a mobile phone or visual recording device and submitted via email to mark.stevenson at mansfieldtown.net. Please also state your name and location and who your question is addressed to in the video recording. You can send them uh, via email, via uh, file transfer websites such as WeTransfer and MyAirBridge. I recommend WeTransfer to be honest. Um, Videos should be sent in before close of play on Thursday the 10th of Feb. So you've got till this Thursday to get them in. The club will endeavour to include all questions submitted. However, some may be omitted if a similar question has already been submitted. Now, Without wanting to sound disrespectful to the, to the both of you, Clive, you called you and Alan the Wrinklies earlier on, and it's a you know at that stage of life where te- technology is a bit of a struggle for you. Now we know that Mr. Wilson gets his very glamorous PA to set up his uh, set up his his laptop for him before every podcast, and he's doing a sterling job. Apparently, he's now doing it on his own as well, aren't you, Alan? Occasionally, I'm doing my best, doing your best. Well, that's going to put this to practice. Have you got your mobile communications device? within reaching distance of you yes what i would like to do in your in your head is think of a question that you would ask either nigel clough or david shot what i'd like you to do is i'd like you to take out uh, your your mobile phone yeah i'd like you to open up your camera app camera app your camera app yeah, yeah just to say there you right. go yeah so, as you can see, if I do that, if I there you go, it's pointing yeah. back at the camera for you. Uh, what I'd like you to do is, I'd like you to switch it to selfie mode. So you're looking straight at, you, straight at yourself. Uh, how do I do that? There's a little twirly thing. The in main, the big button. <laughs> the <laughs> button. <laughs> there, he's is. got a clever assistant to do it for him. There you go. This is an education in office. <laughs> he switched it to selfie mode. Clive's got his ready. More thinking time. There we go. Alan's getting there. there. There we go. Oh, it's well, got well, the landscape, hasn't well, it? Yeah. You've got to turn it landscape. So what you got to do, instead of turning it this way, you've got to turn it that way, like that. Okay? Oh. Yeah. All you need to do is uh, you need to think for a question, then you need to turn it to video mode. A bit, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Video, video mode. Yeah. There we go. That video, yeah. All you got to do now is hold the, uh, the phone so you've got yourself in shot. Okay? Yeah. Press record, countdown from three, two, one. And then what I want you to do is say your name, where you're from, and ask a question to either Nigel Clough or David Sharp. Alan Wilson, technological lesson being learnt right here. Take it away, my yeah. friend. And well, here goes three, two,
3: one. Hello, Nigel. Alan Wilson from Sutton in Ashfield. Just a quick question for your forum. What similarities? Can you see at this present time with the Mansfield squad that you had similar when you had the Burton squad at this particular time with 19 games to go? Thank you.
2: So all you've got to do now is you've got to send that um, to Mark Stevenson at mansfieldtown.net. So that's your task between now and the next podcast. Clive, you've seen how it's done. Over to you.
1: Hello, I'm Clive from Edwin Stowe and this is a question for David Sharp. David, what's the immediate plans? I want to say immediate from the start of next season for the other side of the ground that we stare at every week, which has got the ramshackle stand and a now a beautiful
2: scoreboard. What are the plans? So all you've got to do is send that in to Stevenson at mansfieldtown.net. And I'm guessing you want to know, or I might send a different one, Or you can send a different one. It's entirely up to you. It's entirely up to you. But there you go. We've got two questions straight away. I suppose you want me to do mine now, do you? Yeah.
1: Show us how it's done.
2: Okay. So, selfie mode's on the video. Put it on video. We've got it in the nice backdrop. There we go. So, let's get it in the, uh, the, the backdrop. There we go. Video mode is on. Question for Nigel and for David Sharp. It's a very, very simple one. It's a very important one as well. At the end of a game, when you've got three points or a drawer, and you've had a nice afternoon, your secretary or whoever has put the kettle on, and you're thinking, what I need is a mug. You've got your Mansfield Matters mug, very important, but you need something to go with it. It's a biscuit. What's your favourite biscuit? Very important question. Let us know. Thank you. So I've done that. And now I will send. I will definitely send that off to uh, yeah. mansfieldtown.net and we'll see if Nigel Clough and David Sharp answer my question. We'll see if they answer your question, and We'll see yeah. if they answer your question, Clive. It's as simple as that. And if you at home want to do it, very, very simple. Put it this way. If Alan can do it and master yeah. it, anybody can do it. And I mean that would be... No, it it's just absolute truth. So if you've got a question for David Sharp, for Nigel Clough, send it in to mark.stevenson at mansfieldtown.net. State your name and your location and who your question is for, and we'll see if they get answered in the fans forum video. My task to you two is to see if you can come up with two more questions to send in. We'll see if any of them make the cut when the uh, the virtual fans forum, in association with the Stag Support Association, uh, comes out um, on uh, uh, in a few weeks' time. Talking of the SSA... Of course, you can travel to uh, the upcoming away games with the Stag Support so- Association um, to uh, to to Bristol Rovers um, on uh, on Saturday. Um, where you can go. There's a third coach has now been added, so make sure you you get yourself booked on that departure time. Um, I think he's nine o'clock for that one. And then, uh, nine o'clock. Uh, then Newport the week a week later, half eight past o'clock. eight from one core stadium. Um, and the prices for both £15 for an Amber member, £20 for a blue member, and £25 for a non member. Make sure you get yourself booked on via the usual, uh, the usual number, which I can't remember off the top of my head. So just oh, yes, yeah. Alan,
3: what a guy. 07 967 689 597. There's the numbers because he has it written down on a script every
2: single week. And it's because I'm not reading it off a graphic, I decided to do something different this week. Get yourself booked on and enjoy a trip to Bristol Rovers and to to Newport to back the Stags. That's all we've got time for on today's show. Thanks so much for joining me, gents. As always, we shall finish um, with 10 minutes worth of highlights and look back on the last Stags game. So sit back and enjoy. A goalless draw. Harrogate nil, Mansfield town nil. As told by, I know, a lot of highlights in it. As told by Lee Wilson and myself on Mansfield 103.2. And we'll see you later in the week to reflect on Tuesday's game with Colchester. good evening and welcome to the envirovent stadium where mansfield town are looking to make it nine yes nine straight wins in sky bet league two as they take on harrogate town a team they have never beaten in their history however they have only played them four times so it's a short history and one which Mansfield Town will be certainly looking to uh, rewrite tonight and change things the Stags are unchanged from the side who beat Leighton Orient to set the record on Saturday Nathan Bishop in goal a back four of Elliot Hewitt John Joe O'Toole Ollie Hawkins and Stephen McLaughlin Ryan Sturk is in front of the back four with Ollie Clark George Maris and Stephen Quinn ahead of him up front it's Rhys Oates and Jordan Barrett's pair that are certainly doing well between them at the minute. On the bench, just the one change, Ryan Burke comes onto the bench in place of Richard Narty. Also alongside him is James Perch, Danny Johnson, Kieran Wallace, Marek Steck, the goalkeeper, Jason Law and Lucas Aikens. Mansfield Town will go from uh, left to right, Harrogate Town right to left, as we say, Staggs in their away strip tonight. They've not won a league game this season wearing this strip, but they have won in it, most memorably at Sunderland and Doncaster. And if they can repeat those performances tonight, we'll certainly be going home happy. Hopefully with three points on board. Harrogate then will get us underway. The uh, the referee tonight of Chris Pollard looks at his watch, looks at the ball, blows his whistle, and kicks this Sky Bet League Two fixture off. It's a long ball punted forward from the 33 Lewis Richards for Harrogate, and it's gone straight out of play for a uh, Mansfield Town throw. The goal kick is uh, forward towards Barry on the right hand side, clips it down towards uh, Reeseopes who controls it well, and he sent Barry on his way here down the right channel. Barry looks to get a low ball in towards the advancing Hewitt inside the box is Hewitt it oh. the middle and it's turned over the top of the bar by I think George Maris arriving at the back post good move
4: by Mansfield there Bowery and Hewitt interchanging well good ball in but Maris just couldn't keep the effort down nah, brilliant from Bowery brilliant from Oates you know to hold the ball up laid back Bowery great great link play put him in behind into Hewitt, great ball. And it's nearly nearly a fantastic goal just over the bar. But that's what Mansford can do. You can see they can open them up when they move that ball quickly. Good intervention by Quinn, low pass forward for Oates inside the centre circle, driving
2: towards the right hand side. Reese has got the burners on here. Tries to get against Burrell and Mansfield have won a free kick there. And it's in a dangerous position. Hewitt tried to take it quickly and fire it in towards the back of the net, but uh, the referee having none of none of it and rightly pulls it
4: back. But this a dangerous position from the stakes they need. To be on their on their game here. Yeah, it's good from uh, from Oaks there. Again, what he does best is pick the ball up and he's turning. His, he's used his strength and his in his pace, and it, you know he's holding him back all the time. So it looked like a good tackle of a few moments, but he, he had a hold of him. It was a free kick, and uh, you know just the last couple of minutes we starting to to look more of a threat. So hopefully we can make this count, but. Uh, About 30 yards out, um, we need a bit of quality here. Yeah, just to the right of centre, McLaughlin and
2: Maris both stand over it, some 30 yards uh, from goal, five in the uh, Harrogate wall.
4: I think he he might bend this around the wall. Maris, let's have a look there's the whistle from the referee no, McLaughlin steps up McLaughlin hits it and it's a good position by uh, the goalkeeper
2: Oxley who does well to, to get the ball Mansfield need to make more of those yeah but he's hit the target
4: you the know he's got a shot he's hit the target so you know fair play good good, good hands from the keeper wasn't straightforward but you know we've hit the target Kevin is going to be a threat in the second half with the ball holding up and his movement and his pace so it's uh, very much very much game on
2: yeah Harrogate uh, will get uh, the game restarted with Oxley over the top, and the wind gets behind it, and it bounces once, and then uh, Nathan Bishop lets it go out of play for a goal kick. And as he does, the referee does bring an end to uh, a first half. We're at halftime. It is Harrogate Town nil, Mansfield Town nil, and uh, there's only one
4: thing which has dominated this first half, Lee, and that is the weather. Yeah, just the weather. It's the wind it has dominated, uh, stopping Mansfield playing. But I'll give that off just to Harrogate. It's nil nil, but you know they did have the better of that off with the work rate. Uh, can they keep that work rate up? That's that's the negative. Next question. Mansfield have the ball on this near left-hand side with McLaughlin, charging forward, he's
2: got uh, Quinn ahead of him, gives it to Quinn, back to McLaughlin, better from Mansfield, McLaughlin on the edge of the box, runs into trouble, and immediately these go, three man. players there from Harrogate to get the ball away, and they charge through the centre circle, Sturk tries to get back in, Aston shooting, there's is a left-pass forward, and Kavanagh is onside, one-on-one with Bishop Kavanagh, save. big save by Nathan Bishop, who palms the ball away,
4: and Stephen Quinn completes the clearance, but that's where Mansfield Town get on and Nathan Bishop the hero. Absolutely. But again, it's come from our possession of the ball because we're not using it well. And they're ratting. We've got to get hold of this game management. Start turning them around. Start putting them in the corner. Just even kicking out for a throw in and squeeze them in. And I said Cavanaugh would be a threat this second half because the ball load up. And he's done it. Great save from Bishop. Elliot Hewitt then with this uh, long throw in line with the edge of the Harrogate
2: box. Five stride run up and throws the ball into here. That's a good throw in towards Hawkins. It's not a down.
4: It's be it towards goal by Wallace he's turned behind by a, for a stacked corner and, and that's that that's the effectiveness which we wanted and that is why they put Wallace on because that's the first time we've picked a second ball up and Port Clough said to him is get on there and you start picking the second ball up because we're getting overrun in there and since he's come on he's picked every second ball up that he can get in there and a block on there n- nearly got us a goal so this is what we've got to do You know, this, this is the way we've got to play this off. Come on, you Stags! It's a chant from the Stags fans behind that goal. Stephen Quinn will take this corner. It's
2: a left-footed in-swinger towards the front post. McLaughlin was up there. It's headed towards the back stick. It's still not gone. Hawkins heads it down. And it's gone behind for another Mansfield corner. And this, like we saw in the first half, could be where Mansfield can turn the screw. Get those corners racked up. Get the pressure on and don't
4: let them off that six-yard line. That's right, you know, be, be aware. Let's let's make it count because we've got a lot of presence in there. So come on. Maris delivers. Right footed in swinger towards the back stick again where it's headed up and over the
2: top of the bar out of play for a goal kick in fact it's bounced off the top of the low roof and out of the ground
4: so a new ball will be needed but we just need to make more of them we do but we do look a threat you know that was that's better the game you know the management of the game was a lot better you know all we did was work the line work the area got a, got a ball in the last third it's difficult to clear the ball to get out of the half and when you pressed them and then you know we put a ball in the box all of a sudden we've got two corners and we're a threat Nigel Clough's not a massive fan of it but in,
2: on nights like this where the, where the weather is going to help you and, and the wind's going to help you and you've got the physicality in there yep. every time we get a throw it should be launched into that area every single time you, you,
4: without fail you failing. can't play and set it up today you play the game play the management of the game and the conditions
2: Hewitt with the throw on that right hand side long in towards that front post Hawkins flicks it on it's not quite got it yep. falls on the edge of the box for Sturg oh. turned away from goal Wallace now oh. is it and it's Turn behind, and it goes for a goal kick. Mansfield's best chance in the game, 68 minutes gone. McLaughlin short to the feet of Barry. back to McLaughlin. Sets himself for a cross, delivers in towards the box. Oates takes it down well. Reese Oates inside the area, away to the left on side. Gets it wide for McLaughlin again. Clip back in towards the middle. Up goes uh, a header, it might fall for Akins to the back stick. Akins brought it in. Oh, the by off the line. Barry off the line. Does he miss one. Well. right again comes for Hawkins now for McLaughlin driving forward again Mansfield lose the ball and O'Toole's got trouble, a his money now, now because Cavana is one on one with O'Toole so ball forward now they're in the box with Diamond against Bishop Diamond and Bishop saves again oh, yeah. Strong gets the follow up and he puts it over the bar end to end stuff here but how did Mansfield miss the chance at that end and then get lucky at that
4: oh my god Jordan Bowery has missed an absolute sitter open goal McLaughlin throw down this left hand side referee takes another look at his watch Munchfield's winning run about to come to an end
2: whistle goes to the lips and that signals an end to this game it's, it's goalless for Mansfield Town and their winning run is over as Mansfield Town uh, take a point back to one core stadium against a determined Harrogate Town side Lee Wilson who to be fair will be wondering how they've
4: not come away with more than a point Over the, uh, the 90 minutes Harrogate was a better team absolutely uh, Got to say that, but, but listen, you know, Mass has not played played great tonight. It's been difficult conditions, but they've come away with a clean sheet. Yeah, very fortunate, you know, some poor finishing and and things. But it's another clean sheet and it's another point. So get the point, wrap it up, put it on the bus, take it back back home, and we we'll go again Tuesday and uh, continue with this run.
2: Another clean sheet, another game unbeaten, making it nine unbeaten in Skybet League 2. Can they make it ten on Tuesday? That's all we've got time for, though, tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Will the new boys make their debut? Longstaff and Murphy waiting in the wings, Rawson back from suspension too? Or will it be as you were? Make sure you get to Uncle Stadium to back the boys. If you can't, make sure you get Mansell 103.2 on extensive updates. Great coverage starts at 7pm and of course sending your questions to Nigel Clough and to David Sharp. Email them in video format to mark.stevenson at mansfieldtown.net. For now though, thanks very much for watching, for listening, for getting involved on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. 19 games to go. Strap yourselves in. The roller coaster ride is only just beginning.